Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Now with more libraries. Now with, well, you already have library. Now with even more library. It, a deeper library. Now with scary papyrus death trap libraries. Yeah. Now with, now with li- research with acrobatics checks. Well, Unlike I mean, we the, were already doing that. I mean, a little bit. That's true. Unlike the last episode, now with probably 100% less sexual harassment for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We may see her at the end of the episode. That's true. Pour on yours. She may call you in the middle of this. Well, she she guaranteed him three days. And yours gets an Isra message you up. <laughs> oh. Isra, what are you doing here? It's like upgrade. It's actually just all cats in this world are named Isra. <laughs> it's one of the lionesses. Oh, that'd be kind of cool, actually. There you go. When last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the Duat, or uh, companions and, and champions, or sugar and the doorkeepers, or... <laughs> Companions and champions of Wati, as you've also been referred to as. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of names. I, I find with adventuring groups, you tend to just... Collect them? Collect more monikers as you go on, yep. where it's just like, aha, yes, we are the heroes of Sandpoint. Sandpoint. <laughs> uh, we're also the heroes of wherever else. Turtleback Fairy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and Hollis is just like, I did none of that, but I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, I'll ride these coattails. Yes, when last we left our heroes, you had gone to speak with Her Excellency... Mamanafra of Sothis, entreating her to allow you access into the library into the Spiral Archive. And Onuris did it. All it took was some Onuris eyelash batting. <laughs> and poetry. <laughs> and poetry reading. Reciting. I'll be saving it for the after party. What happens if he had failed that? Because I'm She just curious. is like, get out of my face. She, she's like, no. All it took was a natural 20 on a poetry reading from Onuris. <laughs> Yay. Onuris is hidden talent. Poetry. Yeah. You really need to put a rank in that. It's not a class skill. It's not really worth it. Come uh, on, dude. Well, Background skill. Do it for the story. (laughs) Background skill also. But as the evening wore on, eventually you managed to convince her to give you access to the library for three days. We're even opening it early. Early access. (laughs) Yep. Because we really wanted the Hatya to hate us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the Hatya, she had had arrived. She had been somewhat... uh, So angry. Upset. And as Citra determined, possibly slightly fearful Mm -hmm. of sending all of you into the... Spiral archive of what? You can't be certain. Maybe she's afraid for you. I I highly doubt she's afraid for us. I bet she's involved in one of these cults. She's afraid we're going to find something that we can give to Mom and Afra and be like, hey. By the way, while we were in here, she's up to some shady stuff. It could be just that she's not paying her taxes. I mean, it (laughs) sounds like everybody already knows that, though. Like, that's not a big secret. But he has the proof. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no proof. Yeah. Where's the proof? Uh, the books. But speaking of books, after that you had, at the party you had caught up with a, uh, or on yours had caught up with a, not really an old friend so much as an associate from his past. Old um, acquaintance. Kobek Shu, who uh, remembered on yours and Citra from his previous time researching in the library and offered his services to all of you. I'm not going to say no to an extra role. We only got three days. We are yeah. really not paranoid enough. Jessica, the player, is worried. I was going to say, yeah. me as the player, I'm also like, let's not bring in somebody who will probably inevitably betray us, but Sudi doesn't have a reason to be that suspicious. I'll go back and listen later, but I'm pretty sure at least 10 since motive checks were rolled against uh, yeah. this guy. I know, but we rolled poorly because I don't <laughs> I pull out a roll. I rolled before. badly. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, oh. No, I rolled really right, well. But it was like, he seems to be trying to be your friend. Well, of course yeah. he is, but why? Yeah. He, well, on your knows he has a thing for Citra. That's and fair. she's the one that would made the oh he's being really nice to you check. Or but does he or is that just a nice way to deflect his interest? I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. If he tries to kill us, we'll kill him. 
<laughs> Says Sakira, who's not in the party anymore. I was going to say, dang, Hollis bloodthirsty. Hollis is nice. First time Hollis combat, is Hollis is like murder, murder, On your likes to believe most people have good intentions. That is weird. That is weird on that your end. That unless, is not unless very on your yes. On your yeah. usually real ca- not cagey. That's not the right word. Let me qualify that. On yours likes to believe that most nobles have good <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Oh yeah, he's a noble now. He's got to be okay. Except for his some sort of street thief. If you've been convicted people. of a crime, then on yours doesn't trust you. <laughs> yeah, because heaven forbid your upbringing doesn't affect you know. He's how. nice to all of you. Sudi grew up on the streets, and he likes Sudi. Yes, but outside of this group, on yours has been real. Sh- Oh, sorry, he's been real rude to almost anybody with a... He's been um, real rude to some nobles, too. Mostly the ones in Wati. He doesn't like those guys. But in <laughs> yeah. Tefu, they're cool. This is the only noble we've talked to in Tefu. And Although, in Onuris' defense, he did summon a creature that shot a ray beam through the side of one of the nobles of Tefu also. Well, yeah, but that guy was... <laughs> that guy was a little was, nuts. He was not really a noble, though. He was a... He well, was he, bastard born. We, there were extenuating circumstances. True. He was possessed by an evil undead pharaoh. You know, like that'll hold up in court. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, the eye takers court. It would. I got to be missing both eyes. <laughs> the only thing that sounds fair here is to take his eyes and one from everyone else in this room. <laughs> Just because. I already got my nose. I need a set of marbles. Way. Ew. Uh, Anywho, yeah, let's go critical library again. Yeah. So you left there. You'd return back to your in room. You all had the chance to rest up for the evening, prepare your spells, pray the following morning. I'm just going to quickly go through all of that. Balto's there. He says some more comedic things. You guys kind of carry on with stuff. Sets Insert up traps. your own jokes, audience. Yeah. Sets up some traps and shares about his own uh, own day of hanging around in a bread shop, talking to the old owner of the place who happened to have uh, been part of a caravansary expeditions previously, and kind of learning where many of the caravan tracks go, and learning a bit about the, uh, the traveling people, the Bedouin people that live out in the desert. It sounded very pleasant. He ate a lot of bread, hung out, chit-chatted with people. <sighs> I assume he brought some bread back. Yeah, but I imagine you guys are all pretty stuffed. You had a giant feast. So full. So drunk. So full. I, I just, I'm just imagining this is like the, uh, God, what's the episode in Avatar? It's like in the second season where like they just have a day where they like make tea and like <laughs> Iroh and Zuko are just hanging out. Like it's basically... That's, that's one of the Bossing Se episodes when they're like refugees in the city. Yeah, yeah. So it's like basically like one of those kind of things for Falto every day that we're like, you know, <laughs> risking our lives. He's just like going around, drinking tea, talking to people, learning Sounds life great. lessons, you know. Yep. Can Hollis roll to see if she's drunk? Too late because it's in the morning? Or are you day Is drinking? Is it in the morning? I thought we were still at night. It's, no. It's in the, we're fast traveling through the, uh, or fast We're about to be at the talk. entrance of to the okay, library. She's saying the whole way home. Like, <laughs> saying the whole way Drunkenly. home. Drunkenly. Drunkenly. Yeah, in Elvish. In Elvish. <laughs> so we're all just like, what is this? Yeah, language? we're like, I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> I do want to mention this just because I really appreciate this. Richard, I don't know if it's Pet or Pete. I'm going to go with Pet. One of the things that I noticed on my most recent, in this case, re-listening, because I'd read through the uh, Game of Thrones books before, but then I listened to them on audiobooks, is the fact that George R. R. Martin famously describes every single meal that every person ever eats in his entire book series in vivid detail. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that Richard Pete. This is the third time that I found Richard Pete going into detail about exactly what food is being fed someplace. When he's talking about the uh, tangine of river sphinx perch cooked with olives from huge silver turns, uh, along with grapes, huge loaves of bread, copious amounts of barley, beer, and mint tea. <laughs> and it's just like I love how he keeps throwing these in because it one it makes me hungry, but two. <laughs> It's very immersive. I really like that because you can be like, yeah, you you see these like perch, and I'm like, I smell seafood now. Like it adds that yeah. like extra. Oh, that's you know, horrible. Sense. Rachel once again does not like seafood. Seafood is amazing. Ugh. It's so good though. Rachel no. wouldn't do well on an island. Nope. 
<laughs> I didn't do well on a peninsula either. Yeah. <laughs> the party, however, you gather together, you set off, making your way through the city streets in the early morning. Pre-dawn, oh. actually. I have to write my thing for my obedience. Write a bit of a scroll. Yep. So you can do that in the morning. I imagine you uh, you trek, navigate your way, probably show up early in the, the courtyard in front of the temple. All of you kind of stand around and have a polite conversation and yawn and maybe grab, grab some uh, coffee or some hot tea or something from one of the vendors before you made your way into the old city since they don't have that available in the old city. On yours has to, I guess we'd probably unroll something that he could kneel down in front of the uh, the church, face off towards the east, and pray towards the rising sun to regain his powers from Horus, since despite the fact that you agreed to get them to open at dawn, uh, you also have to pray at dawn. It only takes a few minutes, it's fine. It, it's an hour. Yeah, it takes one hour. I haven't cast any spells in the two days we've been doing anything. Do okay. I really have to re- I don't have to re You don't have to re-prepare. So, yeah. 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 So I imagine you still do your observance, but yes. Hollis scribbles down half of a scroll, folds it into a paper airplane, and then throws yes. it into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will find this. Whoosh. Like a leaf on the wind. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't go there. I will. It I could did. be happy memories. Poor Wash. As Onyurus finishes his prayers, you see a figure emerge from the Temple of Nethys at the far end of this massive colonnade that makes its way from here to the opposite end. This figure makes his way slowly across the expanse. After a couple of minutes of just watching him, again, he's crossing, it's a big, big freaking courtyard. So you're like, okay, there's one guy over there who has a light spell on him. But as he begins to approach, you can recognize the tall form of Kelru. <laughs> or Kelru. Uh, she looked back at him like she was angry at him, and it's like, I'm going to make you get up at the crack of dawn to let him in. A second figure begins to approach as Kelru starts to make his way closer. This one coming and not bringing with him any magical light source or anything like that, but seems to be the uh, even taller figure of Kabek, wearing what appears to be just red and gold robes, which he's wrapped around himself of fine silks, and you're going to guess uh, exceptional quality, just judging by them, but it looks to be an equivalent... The noble's equivalent of wizarding or sorcerer's robes. Hollis is like, the robes don't make the wizard. Wow. The robes choose the wizard? They don't. <laughs> you don't have to have fancy robes. He's probably just trying to live up to his, like, noble heritage. Like heritage, yeah. And Sugar's like, oh, they look so soft. Wrap me in those. Get me some silk from my house. <laughs> <laughs> the inside of this is, is just a garden sack. Oh, she laid an egg. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, a chicken is a pretty big eye, like pretty big. Like you gotta have like a huge satchel. It's an it's it's an extra it's dimensional a, space. It's a Wait, tiny it size. I think it's just a sack, but well, it's I thought a tiny it was a size, sack. Tiny, uh, tiny size creature. Yeah. What's up, small chicken? Well, she's Cr- not like chicken or tiny size creatures. Yeah. Cats are tiny sized creatures. I know, she's but not I... some weirdo KFC chicken. She's <laughs> <laughs> like a normal chicken. I think technically a corgi is a tiny sized creature. <laughs> oh, the, those really? Just saying, put a well, corgi in. Depending on a, how chunky pouch. they are. Yeah, put she's a corgi like a in. She's like a lap dog purse. She's like a purse dog, but she's a chicken. Okay. I thought the familiar satchels were like extra dimensional, like safe spaces. No, um, they just have holes in them and you can plug them with cork and they're waterproof. Mm. But he wears the fine robes. He has a blue and gold cloak. And the only item of protection he carries on him is what appears to be a finely well-crafted dagger that may have never seen use before. Yeah, um, sorcerer. Other than that, he has a few rings and such on him. You have no idea whether or not they're magical or not. I will share this with you because I, I had to look up this item that he has. And it is probably the most noble-esque item that I have seen, which is the sleeve of many 
garments, which are... I've heard of that. They're yeah. disguised self, but it only works for your clothing. Yeah, you, like, pull out, like, the, the sleeve, you can pull out, and it turns into, like, whatever clothes you really want it to be. Hmm. So, his robes are red today. <laughs> for those of you paying attention, they look to be the same noblesse clothing that he was wearing from the evening before, but he's just changed the colors. Smart. Nice. I rescind my comment because magical clothing are cool. <laughs> Either that or we go, you go like to like the start of his day and he opens his closet and it's just like the exact same thing, but in all the hues of the rainbow. <laughs> He's like, today I'm feeling red. Yep. He doesn't even have furniture yet, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe his priorities are out of whack. I don't know. The sorcerer approaches, gives all of you a nod. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. Morning. Morning. I hope that all of you slept well and did not overindulge the evening before. I don't know. I didn't get to make that roll. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone roll for hangovers. Uh, Kelleru makes his way over. How sleepy does he look? He actually looks wide awake. Really? Cool. He's an early riser. He gives a smile. Peace, friends. Peace. Good morning. Sorry for dragging you out of bed so early. I'm happy to be of service. Sense motive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> 31. Got a 19 on the die for a 25. Citra may not be that great at traps, but is good at sense and motive. Unless it's somebody interested in her and then she can't roll. Which makes sense. That's on brand. Citra, it's, it's kind of weird because one, you don't get the impression that he's being necessarily sarcastic. You do get the impression that he's interested in being here. Hmm. And you almost get the impression that he volunteered for this. Weird. Ooh, weird. Maybe he's trying to protect us. Possibly. I imagine you want to get started. That yes, would be great. After you. Yes, come, friends, come. He leads the way towards the door. Now him on yours doesn't trust. <laughs> <laughs> Always thinks he's a pretty okay guy. Kabek falls in at the back of the group, since he's the least martial, I think, of anyone here. True. The priest of Nethus makes his way forward. He pulls out a large ring of keys, uses three of them which seem to be not marked on his key ring, but he knows exactly where they are as he grabs them and then uses them to unlock three separate locks on the door leading into the library. It's odd this early. The sun is just beginning to reach the horizon. You actually can't see it yet. You can just see that light line on the edge of the eastern horizon. He opens the door and leads you inside of the very dark temple, his light spell leading the way as he leads you into the temple itself. He shuts the door behind all of you. And this place is a library. Uh, you were here previously. It was quiet before, but it is disturbingly silent now. He leads you all through the darkened stacks of books. Now towering around you, none of the braziers in here have been lit. None of the torches are alight. And so it's just an island of light amidst a sea of darkness as you make your way through this chamber. Am I the only one getting a page master feel yes. right now? Yes. Okay, 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 good. Yes. <laughs> 100%. We're about to go to horror. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go there. Of course, horror was adorable. He so. was cute, but his section was scary. Yeah, his section was very scary. Go ahead and uh, give me a perception roll from the party. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh, right. This is Hollis, who has a zero perception. 13. Uh, 15 on the die for a 29. Natural 20 for a 31. <laughs> I mean, this is good. This bodes well. On your rolls a 19 and mm. gets a... Uh, Number. I already lost it. 30. And don't forget on yours has 60 foot dark vision. So. Oh, I should have asked. Is this sight based or sound based? Sight based. Oh, crud. Then I got a 25 instead. Okay. 
The six of you make your way across the, the expansive library here. As you do so, for just a moment, everyone in the party sends Hollis. Mm, wizard. You think you see movement at the edge of the light. Sudi, you glance over, you hear a scraping sound of metal for a moment. Not like a sword or anything like that, not like a sword on stone, but there's almost this grinding metal noise for just a second. And glance over to just see a couple display cases, a statue of a particularly rotund pharaoh, various stacks of books. For Citra and Onurus, you both see that for a moment, the head of that rotund pharaoh watches you. <laughs> As you pass. I was going to say, we still didn't get that Golem Bane's Carob. Yeah. And for just a second, you can see that there is this this slit where the lower portion of his waist would meet his belt. It seems to almost have this gap that just slightly closes. Either of Citra or Onuris may make a knowledge arcana. Yeah, that's not usual for Golems. Someone's inside. Uh, Citra got a 21. They're really suits of armor. They 21. You're not positive, and you know little pertaining towards them. But you think this might be a Tophet. Like Miss Moffat? No. <laughs> <laughs> a Tophet is a, uh, it's a type of construct. They're known in some lands as furnace guards, or iron gluttons. They serve in palaces and prisons of tyrants as vigilant sentinels and dread punishments. Uh, they usually appear as rotund iron statues, often bearing the caricatured visage of past kings or dishonored nobles. Yet they possess yawning maws capable of easily gobbling up smaller creatures. Upon consuming a victim, the animate statue becomes a walking prison, holding its victim within uh, with little chance of escape. Hmm. It can then return its victim to the proper self, the feet of its lord, or any other fate the, creature, the creator deems. In most uh, feared cases, Tophet capture or fed prisoners, then wander out into the desert heat or even rivers of molten rock, where their interiors attain hellish temperatures, torturing and often outright killing those trapped within. Yikes. They're like sentinels from X-Men. Kind of, yeah. Anyway. I watched the show. That's what I had access to. <laughs> the 90s version. The two of you kind of watch this and... It doesn't move to intercept you. Yeah, because Kel reads with us. Yeah. This is why we don't break in. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that'd have, been, uh, that'd have been a tough one to get out of. Oh. Quite literally. Yep. It is kind of fun that it can just gobble up people and then take you back to its master, though. <laughs> yep. <Nope>. Yeah. <laughs> You're led to the back of this room, to the door that you'd seen previously. An immense circular bronze door which rises amidst this walls of huge limestone blocks at the rear of the library with a single hieroglyph of an eye engraved in the center of the door with its being its only feature. Again, Citra and Onuris both knew that this is the door of the eye. It's the access to the spiral archives, part of the inner sanctum. Kelru makes his way forward, takes a second to glance back towards all of you. Friends, if you will please wait. Okay. He makes his way up towards the door, uses his body to shield the portion of the door that he's working on, produces a key, seems to insert it, turns it longer and in different directions than you would anticipate. <laughs> After a second, though, he simply steps back, places a hand on the door, and gently pushes it. Despite the fact that this is an immense door of six-inch thick metal, it rolls to the side with shocking ease and only a whisper of sound of air escaping from the other side. What is this, Gringotts? Yes. <laughs> seems like it. We just haven't seen the dragon yet. Yet. Beyond, you can see that there's a small room and what appears to be stairs descending down into the earth. Oh, no minecart? 
I would accompany you, friends, but the Hatya has forbidden it. Why? Aren't you supposed to, like, I don't know, keep monitor us? I have been asked to leave you to your own devices. Why? I doubt the Hatya is very happy we're in here. It would not be prudent for me to conjecture on what the Hatya is or is not happy about. Wow. Can you at least tell us what is in here? Is there anything we shouldn't touch or something we shouldn't do? There are books in there. I have never been myself, so I do not know. I can tell you that when I close this door, it will lock behind you. I will be here to let you out. So do we, like, give you a special knock? Like, how do we let you know we need to be let out? I imagine you'll be the only thing knocking. You imagine? I, mean, I do not know what is beyond the store. That's that's not very comforting, Kelfru. All right. Knock three times and I will open. Thank you. On your so would begin making his way into the library. Good into luck, the library. friends. Good luck. Kelfru steps aside. The five of you now make your way forward and in. Beyond this wide door is a small chamber containing only a set of limestone steps that descend down into the earth. Unadorned, unmarked, barely worn. I'm going to detect magic. <laughs> that was the one thing we shouldn't do. Detecting magic. No, there's only your own magic sweeping around the couple magic auras that you can see on your companion. Mm-hmm. The door starts sliding back into place, as I imagine Hollis would also whisper off a light spell since... If you well, have she, one, I don't know. I don't have She light. doesn't need oh, it. Yeah, okay. She well, I have it, but I don't have it prepared. Yeah, but she doesn't need it. She's got dark vision. Yep. So does Onuris, but he prepares a light spell because most people don't. Hollis doesn't think about these things. So the chamber plunges into darkness. I say K-Hound and my Wayfinder lights up. And Sudi grabs his ever-burning torch. We probably shouldn't have fire. It's not actually fire, it's magic fire. You're going to need a hand free to climb and everything. But I need to be able to see. Onuris is going to cast light. Okay. I mean, you can carry the ever-burning torch for now. It produces no heat. It's an illusion. Yeah. I know, but it's just one of those, you're going to want both hands if you fall or to climb well, around the stacks. And I'll drop it and, fall and... and then climb down after it. I want that torch. It's my only light source that isn't fire. It would not be the first time that Sudi's had to run off into darkness with the rest of the light sources Well, I'm going to cast it on him. Yeah. Either way. Okay. No, and my special stone doesn't glow. Yeah, but it could if it had light cast on it. it. You can cast light on it, yes. Oh, he's he's gonna be like the little dorky people that have the flashlight on the forehead. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> By dorky people, you mean myself Minor, because I have one, so I really can't say anything. Miners. Yeah. On yours, we'll cast light on Sudi, and we'll, if Sudi wants it on his costume. Do you want it on that, or do you want it on something you can draw? Sudi wants it well, on his special stone. Don't <laughs> call it your special it stone. It's freaking creepy. Yeah, it's no, put, no, put it on but his costume. You also have your uh, cat necklace that. No, he didn't. His ring, the big old diamond ring. Oh, I do have, yeah, I was going to say, I do have uh, Aristides. You could cast it on the blinged ring and get. I'm going to cast it on his costume. Catalyzing okay. rainbows shot in every direction. So we've got two light spells. I don't know, does. Um, I can have dark vision. Hollis apparently has dark vision. Does Kavik have dark vision? Sorcerers have weird things. <laughs> Does he have light? <laughs> nope, he is human. Well, some bloodlines give you stuff and things eventually. Man, he is not prepared for this. No, he doesn't have the light spell either. 
Wow. <laughs> I mean, granted, he didn't really get to choose. Well, he probably didn't expect to be coming into well, a Well, also, pitch he's black. a sorcerer, yeah. so what he has is what he has. Yeah, he didn't get to choose. He has guidance. He has detect magic. He has mage hand. He has message. He has read magic. Well, <laughs> so what I was every, say. every non-combat spell. <laughs> what I was going to say is he probably didn't think he was going to be coming into a pitch black library. I mean, typically, if you go into a library, it's going to have lamps and lights. And well, he, he's been here before. He knows exactly what to expect. He hasn't been in this. Well, yeah, I guess this far, yeah. <laughs> They Never mind. Yeah, Never they, mind then. Yeah, I totally forgot not, that. Yeah, they may not put any light in here because uh, the light would help degrade the books. Like, really sensitive books have to be kept in total darkness. He does take the time to cast uh, Mage Armor, though. Smart. Just in I case. I will, too, if he does. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to take the hint. So just down the stairs, then. Yes. We will travel down these steps. Past that, there'll be a... Uh, a chamber, there was a creature down that way. A creature? I did not know what it was previously, but it did not accost me. There's a turn before you reach its chamber. We have the, uh... Kelru... Uh, Kelru? No, I was saying, as, uh, going back real quick, Kelru would have provided all of you with the writ of entry. Mm. Because oh, you would okay. have need that, needed that for the yeah. next five days. So he would. He also provided three all days. of you with the... Yeah, three days. He also provided all of you with the writ of entry. All right, well, I guess we'll start making our way down the stairs. Let's make sure we have that out in case something jumps out. We can be like, we're supposed to be here. Like, hold there's, it a, there's a long snaking hallway, and then that leads to the spiral archive. So does that creature live down here all the time? I believe so. I would imagine it's some sort of guardian. And it stayed in the shadows. It did not approach me. It asks me for my name. That's interesting. It required that I produce the writ. I showed it to the darkness, and... It let me pass. Hmm. What's his name? It did not introduce itself. It only asked me for mine. All right. Begin making our way. Hollis is so excited. This is so cool. Oh, just FYI, I do have a ring of feather fall, so you don't need to cast it on me. Nice. Mm -hmm. Assuming that the chamber is no deeper than 60 feet. Thanks for that. I prepared three of them, just in case. (laughs) Such as, like, I'll search the lower shelves. Depends on how deep this... I have spider climb. We could just climb. (laughs) The stone steps lead down. I can't speak for Hollis here, but for the rest of you, you've been down into the the tomb of Akintepe. You've been down into the tomb beneath the House of Panther. You've been down into the sepulcher of the servant. And this is much akin to the last of those. You feel that you've descended so far down beneath the ground that there's that always pressing reminder of the tens of thousands of tons of weight over your head as you make your way beneath the earth. To the point that at one point, you've descended enough that you actually feel the pressure change enough that your ears, you have to kind of stop and shake your head enough for your ears to pop and there's that tinnitus kind of ringing. The corridors here are dark. They are dusty, but I will allow anyone that wishes to make me a perception check. A nine. Uh, 26 for Sudi. Citric is a 25. On yours gets a 16. Okay. So, Sudi, I think probably up at point now. Uh, yeah, because I've, I've got one of the light sources, so probably yeah. leading the way. You're also um, the main front line now. Yeah, with Citra, with Citra behind you. <laughs> Crud, that's right. For traps. <laughs> Yikes. Sudi, as you're making your way down here at one point, you kind of, you stop, you know, hold up a hand, probably clenched fist up for the rest of the group before realizing that none of them have the military training and the voices of the spire that you do. I figure Citra goes, I'm assuming that means stop. So you just kind of like 
thumbs up. Like, <laughs> throws the fist into a thumbs up. Like, yeah, you got that right. <laughs> she, she just, like, taps his shoulder as, like, an okay. Okay. <laughs> but, Sudi, I imagine you crouch. You kind of look at this. For a moment, you might almost instinctively turn around to ask for Segura before stopping. Aww. You're sighing and looking back at what are obviously footprints left over in the dust here recent enough. You aren't the tracker that Segura was, but... But Citra has survival. Well, there's some footprints here. Somebody's been here fairly recently. I would assume that the priests come and go. I mean, maybe. Well, I don't know. said he hadn't. Seems I unlikely. Mean, with, yeah. Go ahead and make a survival check for Citra. Uh, building up my ranks in there. Uh, Citra got a 21. Did you use your lens? Oh, I use my lens to help me boost this roll. Also thinking back of Sigura fishing around in the mud and pulling this. It's going to be a Sigura uh, after you fly. Apparently. feels. <laughs> it's a plus five. Five. So that would have given me a 26. Well, this is the first time you guys have moved into a dangerous situation where you've forgotten. It's like, oh, wait, she was the front line, went in first into all the rooms. Oh, wait, she was our tracker. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, 26. Guess who's put more ranks in survival after this? Me. <laughs> the dust is pretty thick here. It's not as thick along the center. Dust has piled up enough on the edges of the stairs that it's kind of even obscured the hard angles from where the stairs meet the walls, that there's just these little mounds of dust on either side. This probably sees a decent amount of foot traffic, but not much recently. You know, I'm real annoyed they don't have any magic going on here to keep this dust at bay. That seems such a, such a simple thing you should be doing. Uh, you would think maybe the Guardian would help. You would think, but you would also think a bunch of people that worship Nethys would use magic to solve such an easy problem. Maybe mm. they don't care about the stairs. Yeah, but it just... Well, every place I've ever been in Sothis uses it. Doesn't look very nice. Regardless, also, allergies. Don't you bother with an invisible servant, servant, at least? Come on. Come on. <laughs> Onurus uses his... Uh, Ubeski of the Unseen Servant or whatever that Tetmadib gave you to oh, summon, yeah. a, summon a servant to start sweeping the floors for you. <laughs> no, he doesn't It, it, it goes and much. sweeps ahead and also triggers all the traps. Yay! Oh. Citra, you look this over. A single person came down these stairs, seemingly wearing maybe some sort of robe, something that dusted the surrounding ground and what looked to be not really shoes so much as almost slippers. Citra suspiciously looks at everyone's feet. <laughs> okay. Like all of our feet? I'm wearing cowboy yeah. boots. Got foot wraps. Also, paws. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but paranoid adventure, we did bring someone down here. Uh, Kubik wears sandals. Okay. Just making sure. Just want to make sure we didn't bring a trader down with us. There's, I mean, these are ahead of us. There is one important other thing that you do note. These steps to send down, they do not exit. They look to be maybe two or three days old. So the tracks are going in? They're not coming out? Maybe someone was here that wasn't supposed to be here and the Guardian took care of them. Or they fell to their death. Uh, it's been... These are at least two, three days old? The Nethians don't care if people disappear down here. They wouldn't come looking for someone. I'm not even saying that. I'm just... They could also have been laying a trap. Yeah, it's I don't possible. Know. Why? If so, they're still here. Yeah, or someone Dead. came in. Or the guardian who wears little slippers. We could ask, but I doubt you would answer. He was also described as a shadow, but I don't think shadows leave footprints anywhere. He, he was in the shadows. I never saw him. Ah, uh, okay. So he, he could, could be. Or, or her. It was just a voice inside of my head. Oh, that's well, creepy. Okay. 
Sudi takes a cautious step forward. Can I tell, like, shoe size, anything like that? The figure was slender. Or the footprints, at the very least, are. So a woman, an elf, maybe a man with slender feet. But you think it more likely to be a woman or an elf? Very slender foot. My best guess would be woman, possibly elf. I don't see many elves down here. Which is why more likely woman? So if we run into someone down here, well... It's probably them. Be like, hey, how did you get a writ? <laughs> I guess we'll just keep an eye out for them. Also, a writ that let you camp out here. I, well, I doubt that was intentional. Mm. I bet they didn't show up at the doorway and they were kind of like on your set. Oops, guess they're stuck down there. Yeah. But it's been three days, so unless they had some provisions... If the shadow thing didn't kill them, they might already just be dead from not being able to have any water or food. Or they're being sustained by magic. That's true, too. I mean, this is an Ethian temple. Or, not temple, but library. Eh, close enough. Hmm. Anyway, I say we just keep eyes, ears open. And the priest may know how this connects to the rest of the rumored libraries underneath the city. It hmm. may just have been an easy access point for them to go somewhere else. Well, maybe. That's true. Sudi continues down slowly and carefully. Making your way down the steps, you descend until you finally reach an arch that exits. This brings you into a thin hallway, perhaps eight or nine feet at a side, that stretches away ahead of you, not too far from where you see it, or from where you stand at the bottom of the steps. You can see that there's a the hallway continues ahead, and then there's a branching off hallway towards the right-hand side. Of more immediate interest, however, the walls here aren't bare any longer, but they aren't covered in hieroglyphs. Instead, there's spidery scratched writing in what appears to be an odd tongue. Go ahead and give me a linguistics check from the party. Oh. I rolled a five for a 16. Uh, 11 for a 16. Uh, I rolled a 12 for an 18. On yours, rolled a 16, which gets him a 21. Okay. I'll roll for uh, Kavik as well. Nope. <laughs> Hollis, you glance this over. Sudi, you have trouble with Osiriani. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> anything else. Hollis, this looks familiar as you've probably seen it in your studies, but it doesn't immediately ring a bell. Uh, Citra, you either. But on yours... You think that this is infernal. This is written in infernal. What? Well, that's real weird. Infernal? The language of the devils. Ugh. That doesn't really make a lot of sense in a Nethian temple, though. They're not aligned with good or evil. Well, no, but... Well, they're also not lawful or chaotic. Yeah. Maybe weird. the thing that's guarding this place is a devil. I mean, it could be. Hello, a, uh, a Nulger Plains or Nulger Kana. I don't have either of these, so Sudi just sits and looks pretty. They're the same for me. Dang it. Rolled so bad. I rolled a four. I get a 20. Uh, Citra got a 22 arcana. I'll go ahead and give it to both of you. If it is some sort of devil and you needed a guardian, devils are more inclined than many other creatures to be contractually obliged to fulfill contracts. Mm. So true. That's a possibility. They're much easier to persuade. And also, you are both aware that devils and... Uh, like many outsiders, can range in power greatly. Yeah. So it's almost impossible to know exactly what type of creature you're facing based on the fact that it speaks infernal. Well, also. we have our writ, so I suppose we'll keep going. 
It's just weird. As you make your way forward, you know what? I'll throw this under an appraise check. Give me an appraise check from the party. Can I make curator? No. Yeah. What a roll. God, not one for an 11. I got a 19 for a 19. Citra rolled a 17 and got a 23. Yours gets a 12. So, Sudi, you're probably the first to notice this uh, Citra would shortly after that. You make your way forward. As you do so, you're swiveling your ears, Sudi. You're keeping an eye ahead. Probably very conscious of the fact that you have to keep... You have to almost walk with your head slightly turned because your blind side is facing towards that open archway and that's also bothering as you're making your way forward. But you keep glancing back towards the walls as you progress. Towards the doorway, the names are old and almost faded, but the scratching becomes somewhat newer as you progress further and further along. It's never long. Sometimes one word, sometimes three or four. And then it it kind of occurs to you with what Kabak had said earlier, their names. The names of the people who've come here hundreds or thousands of names scratched into the wall in Infernal. Weird. Those the people who have died down here? Hmm? Shitty shrugs. Do I know of any devils that care a lot about names? Go ahead and roll me in all the points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not one for a 17. Uh, no, nothing necessarily. You do know, I will give it to you that you do know that names have innate power to outsiders, particularly true names, uh, something that Sudi is intrinsically aware of as he yep. was forced to scribe his true name into his costume, which is why Sudi doesn't use his true name. So Citra kind of taps you. So names, maybe we should go by other monikers while we're here. So like, for example, the... I get, I, that Minden always calls me the raven. You don't think that the devil is going to tell that you're lying? I'm not saying that I'm lying. I'm just saying I don't think we should give a devil our true name. Yeah, I just don't... I mean... I'm going to tell it my name. I'm not going to try to bluff it. I'm not going to do anything. Because if lying to it negates the ability for us to get through and it attacks... If it has your true name and it can use that against you somehow, that would be bad. I mean, my name... Technically, the names all of us use aren't our true names anyway. Citrus is her real name. Mine is my real name. Well, the the (laughs) idea of a true name is... uh, Is the name you only know for yourself. But most people don't do that. Most most people don't actually know their quote-unquote true true name. name. And if you're not an outsider, it... Doesn't have power. actually have power over you. Hmm. Citrus is just paranoid. Now, a name can potentially have power still. Like, they could scry on you more easily. Yeah. Yep. Onirus can't be scryed upon anyway. He's not concerned. I will well, also point well, out... Well, you're you. Uh, that way. <laughs> Everybody else can be scryed upon. I will also point out that uh, you'd all introduced yourselves to the to Mom and Afra by name. And those are and the those names are that are, the on, names the are on the writ. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So, yeah, that's fair. We got to use our actual well, names. Well, Hollis is an elf. Her true name... She picked her name when she came of age. So, it's, like, not exactly her birth name. We can't tell it something that's not on the writ because then it's going to say yeah, you're exactly. lying and attack us. We're going to have to use our names. Yeah, okay, well, he just fair. said that we show the writ. I mean, we need to show it's it. Asked, it asks the name and you show it the writ and our names that. are on the writ. And if your name isn't on that writ, the thing is going to attack. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. We're not outsiders. Our names don't matter. Well, they well he just do. said names <laughs> have power. Names do have power. <laughs> Well, again, as Jessica pointed out, even knowing someone, even knowing someone's moniker allows you to scry them easier oh, because okay. it gives you some sort of information pertaining towards. I mean, if you give a false name, you can't scry someone. However, 
if Hollis has been going by Hollis Starkweather for years, mm-hmm. yeah, then that's enough okay. for someone to actually scry them. I don't know. I was just trying to get our get our butts beat by a devil over down here. Well, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think if we obey the rules, that wouldn't be a problem because people have come and gone from this place and not died. I don't know. Well, I'm curious as to why the names are there. Like, if there's just a record-keeping thing, that's one thing, but it, it feels like a tally. It could just be really <laughs> a top of devil that is really into names. We'll find out. If, if we are scratching on stone, we'll know he's writing our names down just for record-keeping. Do we see the shadowy thing yet? I mean, I think the fact that he's in shadow means we don't see him. Well, right? I mean, like, that he's around, like, yeah. so that we can show him the writ and keep going. I assume he'll stop us. As you reach the archway that stands in the wall off towards your right, beyond the edge of your light, you hear some movement in the hallway that continues ahead. It's almost this, at first this shuffling sound, and then this... Clop. Oh, he's got go feet. Clop of some sort of hooves <laughs> on stone. Hello, this soft hiss scraping sound of claws against rock. And then you feel this this itching behind your eyes. And for a moment you hear this don't audibly but internally hear this high pitched whine. And then in a voice in an archaic Osiriani, middle Osiriani. You have come to the Spiral Archives. Who are you? Before we answer, I just realized, does our writ have... What's his name on there? No. We'll see if it lets him pass. Yikes! Yeah, I just realized that. I was like, oh crud, he's not on the writ. He's been down here before. That doesn't matter. I know, but maybe, maybe it will. Alright, anyway... Maybe once your name's on the wall, oh, if gosh. you get in, you're good. I meant to ask Kelru about that, and I totally forgot. <sighs> well, we'll see. If nothing else, he just might have to walk back out. I guess I'm just going to give him my name and show him a paper. Yeah, I mean, we produce the paper, say around the names. Trying to see it, because I want to know what it is. You each think your name's back in response. Show me your writ of passage. Show it. You produce it, kind of hold it up. Those of you without dark vision may make a perception roll. Both Sudi and Citra, you see a shadowy figure lean out of a wide archway at the end of this passage. The shaggy, horrid-looking thing just kind of leans around the edge of the wall. His dark claws grabbed onto the edge of the door frame as this horrid face just kind of partially leans out from around the door and stares down the distance. Those of you with dark vision, this is within your 60-foot range. You can clearly see it ahead of you. Uh, and anyone that wishes may make me annulse the planes. 16 plus 9, 25? Yeah. With the 25, you know, you look down the distance, all of you can see this thing smoke kind of pours from the corners of its mouth as it breathes in deep and narrows its eyes as it looks down towards you guess it has extraordinary vision to be able to read this contract from nearly 50 feet away all of you can tell that this appears to be this great shaggy creature with what looks to be from the one leg that you can see somewhat around the corner reverse jointed legs with cloven hooves long claws and a face that looks almost akin to some sort of simian 
although with these massive horns that stretch in and around the side of its head. Monkey demon. Ape, I guess. Probably ape. Ahalus, you've read about these in your studyings on conjuration, and you were wrong. This isn't a devil. It's a daemon. Oh, uh, what? Uh-huh. The servitors of the four horsemen. That's weird. In particular, this is something known as a sestudaemon. Hmm. The common belief is that the four horsemen created these creatures to serve as summoning fodder. Uh, some believe that they form from neutral, well, getting into mechanics here, neutral evil souls who commit suicide. Hmm. Wherever the truth lies, Sestu daemons find themselves the material plane more often than any other daemon, as they are easily pressured into service, many calling these creatures, quote, guardian daemons as a result. Yet in the back of their wicked minds, Sestu daemons always think about escaping their bonds and ripping to shred the ones that summoned them. Ooh, pleasant. That's not a devil. Then what is it? Sesta Damon. Damon. Uh, you may actually ask at a 25. Uh, yeah. Two questions pertaining towards these. You know that they are uh, neutral evil, outsiders, Damon evil, and extra plane receptors. Hmm. I guess special attacks. Special attacks. First off, they do possess spell-like abilities. Knowing what their spell-like abilities are is a separate question. Secondly, they do possess a fire breath weapon. Uh, they're able to use recharge as much as they can towards a, to a dragon every six to twenty four seconds. I feel like you wouldn't want something that breathes fire in your library. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, this hallway at the very least doesn't have books. Yeah, it may not actually go into the library properly. Uh, uh, beyond that, hmm. it has teeth and claws. <laughs> Spell like abilities. Spell like abilities. First off, it is capable of using. It is constantly using detect good, detect magic, and see invisibility. Oh, that uh, makes sense. At will, it can dimension door. Thrice per day, it can dispel magic. Uh, also, it can fly. And once per day, it can use hold monster and slow. Hmm. Well, okay then. The last thing that I'll give you is you know that its relative power, it would not be, on, be beyond your ability to summon and bind something like this. Oh, okay. That being said, they can be deadly if, you know, the tides quickly turn against you. Hmm. It's also somewhat rare as they're used, generally speaking, for fodder, for them to be alone. But whether or not there are more than one of these, you don't know. Hmm. Can I ask it uh, in my mind? Like, Yeah, you can speak to it normally. Okay. They bind you all by yourself down here? I am trapped here. Only Hollis hears this response. But are you by yourself? No. Hmm. You can make a sense motive if you wish. <laughs> Another nat one. Nat one for a three. <laughs> Dang. Jeez. You're retired, Dice. Yeah, you got nothing. <laughs> it turns out having a simian demon face makes a really good poker face. <laughs> is it going to let us pass? What of this other one? His name is not on the writ. Ah, uh, crud. He has been here before and we've brought him as a guest. 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 Like a servant see. to help us with this research. I don't see permission for a guest. Is there any way you'll let him pass with the rest of us? Or should he turn back? Hmm. He has been here before. Hmm. The party may make a sense motive check. <laughs> oh boy. He's gonna attack us. Probably. I got a four this time. For a six. <laughs> Got a 17 for a 23. Oh, sorry. It's one higher than I've been seeing. 
for a seven. Got a nat one for a twelve. Whoop. Onuris also gets a seventeen for a twenty-three. Okay, let's go, team. <laughs> Onuris and Sudi. You know the creature's looming down there. It doesn't seem to be afraid of all of you. Mm. It's probably welcome would welcome us killing it, so it goes back. But there is a hesitation there, as it seems to be focusing not on all the rest of you, but at Hollis. And you think you sense a degree of just that that hesitation, that that worry, as you glance back towards the wizard kind of confusedly, and then... Why are y'all looking at me? And then you see the holy symbol she carries. Ahala's here is a member of the Church of Nethys, and she has brought our friend here to assist her in her research. Yeah, so perhaps we can make an, an exception here for our friend. I will let Jessica decide what she wants to do with this, and I'll put all of your fates in her dice roll. <laughs> oh, no! You may make either a diplomacy check on your own, or an intimidate check with the aid of your party. My diplomacy is an 11, my intimidate's a 1. <laughs> Probably the diplomacy. So I'm going to diplomacy. I have a different die. Oh, oh boy. Oh, no. Okay, that's not that bad. <laughs> it's an 11, slightly above average, uh, which means I have a 22. I also asked it a question. It was nice. I don't think it cares about niceness. I don't know. He may pass. Thank you very much. Sense motive. I hope you all join the other. The, the other? thing begins to slink back into the shadows. Other? What other? You may make a, uh, a diplomacy check to try to entreat it again, but that's up to you no. if you want to bring its attention back I'm out. I'm going to let it go. I rolled a three and got a nine on my sense motive on that, so I couldn't really read into that. No. But if the other guy died, he probably hopes that we die too. wonder if we can get the writ amended for tomorrow. Maybe. You'd think if it let us pass once, it would let us pass again. I don't know if I want to test that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to either. Well, we passed four today, so I guess we'll just keep going to join the other. Also, he said he wasn't alone. There might be another one of these. They're usually summoned in pairs, at least. Great. Wonderful. Hope we don't show the writ and do this whole thing again. It's probably there to eat the ones that get by. (laughs) That's comforting. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Goodness. They do protect their secrets well. Well, of course they do. Down into the depths we go. They'll keep their library very clean, but they do keep their secrets. (laughs) Well, all right. Hopefully we find this other one and they're nice. I don't think that those things are supposed to be nice. No, no. He said the other. It didn't seem like it was another one of him that he was talking about. Oh, you mean the other person who might be here? The slipperfoot person. Uh, well, who knows? The slipperfoot woman, unlike the barefoot man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like foot theme going we on here. Have, we do have a track theme. <laughs> you begin to make your way forward. The group of you round this corner. Ahead you can see light. From what appear to be torches set in sconces along the walls, making their way deeper into this passage. Space just enough to keep you in perpetual gloomy light as you make your way forward and down this passage. They really like their ambiance here. Yeah, this is... Creepy ambiance. Odd. The hallway ahead curves around and you follow this for some distance. It's odd that the wall along your right-hand side is completely bare. The wall along your left-hand side contains some hieroglyphs 
that seem to denote the names and the the positions of the people who constructed this place mm. as almost like a wall or memorial. Any of them stick out? None of them immediately jump out to you. Mm. Behind you, distantly, you can start hearing this scratch, scratch, <laughs> scratch in the stone. No, all right. It's following us. No, no it's putting our names. Oh, that makes sense. Gotta do something to pass the time. Yes. <laughs> D. Anyway, <laughs> it spells it wrong. It spells it all wrong, though. That'd be even funnier. Has an E in there. Dang it. S O O D I E. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sudi. Uh, Sudi. I missed the obvious joke. Anyway, he forgets to put in the I. Uh, no! <laughs> oh! Now then, I'm just sud. Why? <laughs> the. The five of you. Technically, there's six of us. There's a chicken. You didn't see the chicken, huh? <laughs> Did you bring on hurt? They wouldn't let him in the library. Yeah, well, so I didn't know if you're just going. Outside. We're going down, so okay. So he's he's perched outside. Yeah, he's keeping an eye out up there. Yep. Basically, swooping down and stealing food from people, eating mice. Yeah. Anyone ever seen those videos of like the? Uh, the seagulls and stuff that like break into uh, convenience stores along the beachfronts and still like bags of chips and things. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just break, so there you go out there and on her, it's just in a bag of Doritos <laughs> off to the side. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> um, As you round the end of this, this arch and continue ahead, you can see that the passage keeps going for some distance before narrowing from the 10 feet that it is to only about five feet wide. Before you reach that, however, there's a smaller arched door off towards your left-hand side as you begin to approach, and you can see a fair amount of light pouring out of that doorway. I say we go where the light is, because that might be where the other person is. You would have to pass that door to also reach the hallway at the end. Yeah. Which way does does Kaubeck say we need to go, because he's been here before? This this smaller room up ahead is a reading chamber. I guess as we pass the reading room, we'll look in. As you make your way down, beginning to pass by the reading room, you glance inside. Within is a relatively small room, perhaps 15 feet at a side, containing three stone desks and a number of uncomfortable-looking stone benches. <laughs> they do not want you sit bending long here. Two of these desks are derelict and empty. The third one, the one opposite of the door, is stacked full of books. This chamber, unlike the hallway, is actually brightly lit. And behind one of these mound of books, you can see... A red-robed and hooded figure leaning over an open scroll with three other reference books scattered around her. What are the books? From here, all you can determine, uh, just glancing over their spines, is they seem to be mostly pertaining towards magical items. Mm. Anya, her sweat clear his throat. Is this where the bathroom is? (laughs) What? I don't know. Does raise the question, is there a bathroom here? (laughs) The woman glances up. (laughs) The woman in question is obviously Gurundi, possibly full-blooded Osirian, although she may be more of a southern, possibly Katapeshi. Her skin is a deep olive hue. Her eyes are a bright, almost golden brown. Uh, and she has a thick mane of black hair, which falls down from around her hood, draping and framing her face, and wears clothing of bright reds, mostly robes. Although glancing past, you can see that she does seem to have other weapons propped up along the edge of the bench with her. New visitors. Yes. Ain't we all visitors? We weren't told that there was someone else down here. Hmm. 
You're an Uthians. I am, yeah. Members of the Great Library. I'm more from Sothis. Oh. Then why would they have told you that I would be down here? Oh, they didn't. I saw your tracks upstairs. Oh. Does she have a, like, a nothing holy symbol? No. Huh. Why are you down here? Researching, much as you, I can only imagine. How did you get permission to come in? I asked politely. I want a sense motive on this yeah, guy. Yeah, that's, that's evasive. I think she's actually the other thing that's in that, here. That's my suspicion as well. I get a 19 for once, so 22. Uh, roll 13, also get a 19. Nice. Nice. That was bad. Uh, that was what, really awkward, ET? guys. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a 12 and got a 23. Anirus rolls an 11 and gets a 16, or 17. Sorry, math. So studio on yours. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> With Cintra and Hollis, you can both tell that that's not only evasive, but probably a blatant lie. Ooh. Even the idea of her asking. Hmm. She sneaked down here? You are here to study as well. What are you studying? Rings. Kind of rings. The magical variety. It's at this point that you notice that she's actually wearing at least a dozen rings. Got yourself a little dragon horde going there of rings. She's the Mandarin. Um, These are actually just the ones that she's wearing. She also seems to have a a variety of other... It's odd. As you look her over, not only is she wearing all these rings, she has a necklace with more rings on them, seemingly made of, some cases, twine, sometimes reeds, just wrapped around in a ring-like circle. As you look her over, and even her clothing, there's just this reoccurring circular theme. Are there any daemons who love rings? <laughs> Not that you're immediately aware. Uh, does she have like a book of, like her bag of supplies, like a rucksack or anything like that? Yeah, she does seem to have a, okay. a bag that sits off towards one side. Okay, well, she's, she's probably got a ring of sustenance. She probably has a ring of sustenance, but you know, I was like, does she have any supplies? I'm, I must say that I am impressed that you are able to uh, even get an audience with the Hatya to ask. Yes. How did you manage it? I asked politely. You asked politely to get the audience with the Hatia, or you asked the Hatia politely? Both. Is this really important? Well, considering I think she's lying flat to our face, yes. Well, obviously, but... (laughs) Obviously, I mean, I felt my check, but obviously. (laughs) We have other matters to attend to. I don't want this to stab us in the back, maybe. What kind of weapons does she have? A dagger still sits at her hip, and uh, what appears to be a well-crafted longbow leans against the edge of the table. You are researching here. Yes. What have you come to look into? Architecture. Mm-hmm. How droll. <laughs> Thanks. We are heading down. Do you need us to bring you anything when we come back up? No. She stares at Sudi. Uh-oh. Cover your special If I may, that is a beautiful ring you have. Oh Oh, no, is she looking at my uh, my Aricetti ring? (laughs) Your blinged out engagement ring? Yeah. Well, he's got it flipped down, actually. It's still a very nice ring. It's still nice. Oh, um, thanks? I like rings. I can tell. They are useful. Have you heard of the Uraeus ring? Have I heard of the Uraeus ring? Yeah, I was going to say, probably not, because I don't have any 
knowledge arcana, knowledge history, or knowledge local? History it is. Then. 19, baby. Mm. God, I rolled a three, got a 10 on uh, uh, history. 20, 35. I rolled an 18 and got a 27 arcana. On yours, rolled a 19 and gets a 28 on history. 27 arcana, 28 history from Citroen on yours. All you really know is that Uraeus is a... Uh, in arcane formula, it is commonly considered to be an extraordinarily potent symbol. The double-headed snake. Oftentimes used primarily by alchemists. Huh. Although what that might pertain towards this, you don't know. On yours... The Uraeus is also a symbol of power in the ancient Osiriani, and oftentimes like the Uraeus staff or uh, the symbol of the Uraeus is associated directly with the pharaohs. Oh. There is an actual Uraeus creature that are believed to be sacred to the goddess Wajet. For Hollis pertaining towards this ring itself, you know very little about it other than the fact that there was a rumored ring, a ring called the Uraeus ring. There was an ancient artifact of great power. Uh, you believe it was somehow linked or supposedly granting power over the River Sphinx itself. Whoa. Hmm. Well, that is a curious ring to be looking for. It would give you the power over the River Sphinx itself. Some sort of ancient artifact. But I haven't heard or read anything about its location. I can see why you would be here looking for that. I'm just interested. I've traveled further, deeper into this place. There are dangers ahead. Yes, much as I have already warned them. Wait, do you know her? No, I do not know this woman, but I have already warned you of the dangers ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She eyes him, eyes back towards all of you. Well, since my... <laughs> Good luck. 19. Since uh, the doesn't know her? Yeah. No, you get the impression they've never okay. met before. Okay, I was just making sure. Let's continue on our way, shall we? I could escort you ahead. I don't think we need help. We'll be fine. Good luck finding your ring. Crazy ring lady who wants to steal a ring from Sudi. <laughs> if you change your mind, my price would be very reasonable. Sense motive. Sudi's yep. ring. That's what she's going to ask ah, for. Come on. <laughs> Sudi, I roll a five for an 11. I only got yep. 13. <laughs> she's just checking out your bling. Just, uh, just brought forward, like, you ever heard of somebody named Sarah Thet? I sense motive upon her. That name is not familiar. I get a six. Mm. Six? No. Sad. I get a 22. No. There's no... All right, well, good luck. Yes. Who who is that? The five of you exit the room, and I suppose make your way towards that hallway. Oh, I was asking her who the name was. Sarah, Sarah, that's my friend I'm looking for. I figured maybe if she was working with that group of cultists, maybe. I don't know. I thought I'd spring it on her and see. The woman's definitely obsessed. She's very odd. Very, very odd. She could prove to be dangerous. Oh, most likely. How she got past that Damon is interested. She obviously has a red. I'm not sure that's true. There's no way they would have let her pass then. But she lied about how she got that. They let Kabek pass. She didn't have any holy symbols of Nethys on her, but she does have a lot of rings. She may have a writ, and she's just lying to us about how she got it. She might have forged it. I mean, it wasn't like he checked it for authenticity. It was weird because that guy asked her the... I wish we got his name. That Damon did say, I hope you join the other one, or whatever. Maybe she's trapped down here. Trapped researching? Hmm. Well, she may not know she's trapped if she's so caught up in her work. 
Uh, maybe. I don't know. I've never been that into reading. The whole days pass. Hollis looks at you sadly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Take pity on Sudi. The magic Sudi's of not, books. Yeah, funny. Sudi's not a lifelong reader. You make your way forward. Hmm. You enter into this thin hallway. This hallway nearly literally snakes. It heads forward a short distance, you round a corner, you walk back almost the exact same distance on the opposite side of wall, you round a corner, you walk back near the same distance again. It's on the third of these switchbacks that something changes. As you round the corner, uh, Sudi taking point, I imagine you immediately just kind of bristle and bring your fists up as you see something standing directly ahead of you. Roro. Getting PT vibes. Before right. realizing it's a statue. Oh no, not another one. Is it big-bellied? A stone statue depicting clouds or billowing mist shaped into a humanoid form stands in the middle of this winding corridor that turns abruptly back on itself in this variety of switchbacks. Stands in the middle to the point that you honestly would have to just kind of slide to the side and suck in your gut to get past it. That's weird. Anybody have any ideas about what this is? Hmm. Don't the planes from anyone that has it. Okay, will do. Wait, maybe I do know. <laughs> oh, dang it! Uh, I get a three for a nineteen. Nineteen actually still passes. Maybe smart. My headband is keyed to planes. I must say, I appreciate the architecture of this place. It's very, it's very spooky. Is this really the time to be talking about this? Tell us what this is. <laughs> she's trying to fill the dead air. <laughs> I know she's trying to fill the, the dead, dead air here, dude. Stop trying to fill the dead air. We're in spooky times. You know, back in the archive I worked in in Sothis, we had a lot of windy paths like this. It wasn't quite as dark and spooky. Hollis, you recognize this as an artistic representation of an invisible stalker. Oh. oh. Very little is known about these enigmatic and mysterious creatures, uh, as their very nature makes the details of their true form difficult to discern. <laughs> Uh, they're oftentimes brought to this world from the plane of air. These creatures fulfill the tasks of those who conjure them. Invisible stalkers act as guardians, assassins, and trackers, uh, occupations in which they excel. They possess natural invisibility and a skill at stealth that allows them to follow their quarry without detection and give them the upper hand when it comes to exterminating a mark. One moment. I need to look at my spell book and see it's if I have of, a certain spell. It's made of stone, right? Yeah, yeah we can see. Yeah, it's we an artistic representation yeah. of one. Yeah, but if there's an artistic representation, I'm gonna take a minute and prepare see invisibility. Okay. And before cast you do it on that, myself. Uh, before you do that, go ahead and have everyone make me a spellcraft. I don't have that. Is it an item? No. Okay. Uh, twenty-seven. And yours also gets a twenty-seven. Nice. Okay. Twenty-seven buddies. The two of you look at this. It's very rare to see an artistic interpretation of something that is innately invisible. This is not a statue. Ooh. Something turned this creature's flesh to stone. Oh, God. Like a mage. This is... That's not a statue. Well, first of all, that not statue is an invisible stalker, which can be invisible at will. They're very good at stalking and stabbing and killing things, guarding places. And it would make sense for one to be here. I often felt when I was here previous that there was something else in the room with me. On your glances back down the hallway towards where Ring Lady would have been, would be. Flesh to stone, something like that, maybe? Mm. This powerful magic. Which means she probably did break in here. Although I don't know how she got back past the daemon. Mentioned Thor past the daemon. Says Sudi, who knows nothing about magic. We don't know the exact spells and such binding the daemon, what orders it was given, and may be confined to that hallway. Possible. I mean, it didn't it let me tell it what to do. 
So if she got past the area it's bound to, it may not have been able to pursue her if she did break in. Or if it's hoping that the one who bound it would come down here at some point and that lady would kill him. They're always trying to escape their bonds. I think we should leave her to her own research. Mm-hmm. Well, may remain vigilant. What, kind, what level spell is stone or flesh to stone? I mean, what kind of power are we looking at here compared to the rest of us? I'm still going to cast the invisibility. Because there might be more than one stock. Because there might be more than one. Uh, it's a six level spell. Six level. Jeez. This I is, certainly hope. This is potent magic. Well, let's not get on her bad side if she's the one that was able to do that. Unless there's some sort of creature that turns I mean, people in yeah. stone. You also don't know how long this thing has been down here. It, was it here when Kabek was here last time? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I did not see it before. And how long has it been? Three years, perhaps. Mm. Interesting. All right, well, let's squeeze our way past uh, the unfortunate invisible stalker here. But I suppose uh, you wait for a minute or so, Hollis finishes casting her spell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll she turn, give a nod towards Sudi before staring past Sudi towards the invisible floating creature hovering three or four <laughs> feet behind him. Oh boy. Is it an invisible stalker? Yeah, it looks to be just like the stone one, but not stone. I guess I wave at it and I say, there's one right behind you, Sudi. We have a writ. <laughs> <laughs> you produce the writ. Yep. It kind of glances down at you. Not that Sudi can see it as hey, he just holds this up. watches. It doesn't stop you. It doesn't interfere. It simply watches. I think it's just watching us. That's creepy. Maybe we should move on? Can they talk, invisible stalkers? Probably. They probably speak. RN, most likely. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Because then we could ask what happened to its friend. Yeah, I mean, they can speak. What happened to your, your fellow compatriot friend? This guy? I point at the statue. What do you address it in? I'm going to try common... We were attacked. By who? Or what? The Red Woman. I knew it! So she ain't supposed to be down here. She lied to us. What'd she say? She said she had permission. Hmm. Her papers were false. Hmm. Lies. You belong. She does not. Can we hear it talking? Yeah, you can hear this weird voice coming from the... Nothing. ...thin air. Is she really researching rings? She's taken books. She killed my friend. Now I'm sad. Probably we had a stone of flesh. She... passes. And I hide... How did she get in? She lied. And the daemon believed her. Mm. Everyone's going to roll low on a sense motive eventually. Yeah. <laughs> or she's got lots of bluff. Or she's, yeah. Guess what, guys? Bluff is a class skill for a sorcerer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, she's looking for an artifact. And we already know that certain artifacts are connected to what we're doing here. And we know there should be maybe three of them. I wonder if that artifact has anything to do with what we're looking for. Mm, you think it might mm. be the same ring? I don't know. No, we don't I mean, know if it's a ring yeah. at all. I mean, it could be. We don't know anything about what our artifact might be, or if it even is one. I think huh. we should keep a very wary eye I thought back. you were looking for a tomb. 
Hollis nah, looks over and forgets nah. that this guy existed. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, quiet as she's Kirsch is an elvish. We are looking for a specific tomb that may hold an artifact. We are researching what happened in Wati. Trying to make sure it doesn't happen again. Go and have on yours make me a bluff check. Not really the lying. The, you know the tomb does not contain the artifact. You are misleading. Uh, 17. Yeah, I mean, you've never given them a reason not to trust you. Okay. I look back at the stalker and I say, would you mind coming to find us next time she leaves that room? We could offer you some semblance of protection, but additionally, I wouldn't want to be turned into stone either. And it would be very kind of you to let us know if she leaves that room she's in. Make a diplomacy check. All right. Can we help at all or? <laughs> wow, nice. It's been mostly Hollis up until this 19 point. 19 on the dice for a 30. Nice. We just got a Affable, dude. I got an affable trait. You got a stalker friend now. Not the weirdest thing on, or not the weirdest kind of creature Hollis has ever talked to. I can to. definitely tell Hollis is the kind of person who's going to be befriending, be befriending everything. Hollis comes from Quantium. Everybody's just a person you can talk to and be nice to. And We're going to quantify that as a request to give aid that would be potentially dangerous to the individual. Okay. True. Yeah. Very well. If I hear her approach, I will find you. Thank you. I'm sorry about your friend. He was my only companion. Is there any way we can undo it? Stone of Flesh. It's yeah. a six-level spell. Dispel magic won't do <laughs> it. No, yeah, you have to have the specific spell. Stone to Flesh or Break Enchantment, yeah. Break Enchantment actually is a... Uh, I don't, it's a fifth-level spell. But I thought Break Enchantment won't work on it because it's a permanent effect. I believe Break Enchantment still works break on it. Break Enchantment can reverse an instantaneous effect. Oh, okay. Well... This is a freaking Nethian library. Can we buy a scroll? They got scrolls in here? Yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> left, you could... We go over to the scroll, scroll merchant that's just sitting in the corner? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tomorrow, can we come in with a scroll? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, Got there's it. nothing stopping That'd, that'd be a good thing to well, do. I'll tell him, then. Um, How much is a six-level spell scroll? It's not cheap. I like the idea of leaving... I mean, it doesn't the... have extra components or anything. It's just the cost of the spell at that that's point. That's I like true. the idea of leaving the, uh, the temple just a little bit better than we found it. Well, I feel bad for this invisible stalker. His only friend is gone. I know. If you guys haven't noticed, Rick is really good about making us <laughs> like feel sorry for all the NPCs, like all the, all the enemies that are here. He's not it's an like, enemy. Oh, we're man, here this, on, we're this here poor daemon that's bound here. Like, you know, I don't care about little, the daemon. The really daemon can rot. We're here legally. But this poor invisible stalker, man. Especially because I think they're neutral. I don't think they're like evil yeah from they, the plane of air they were just yeah. summoned to watch this place and then this you know what comes in here and mean yeah rude uh, a scroll of stone to flesh would be 1650 gold on yours has that Bowser's. okay well when we come here tomorrow we'll see if we can help your friend spending a long time here by yourself well that's just not something somebody should have to do thank you <laughs> it's confused why are you being nice to me <laughs> Of course. You're the only person who's ever been kind to me. Oh! oh we're so sad. Stalker. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, you're making me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dang it. I was like, I'm gonna remember names. Rick, now. you should know you need to you need to name every single thing we fight <laughs> just in case. We would have never guessed that I would be like, see invisibility. This one is Let's Cloud, and his friend is Squall. Squall. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very... I don't know if there's any party on Earth that would have been like, <laughs> let me ask this invisible stalker a question. 
about his friend. <laughs> That's the kind of content you only find here on Find the Path. <laughs> we make friends with everything. Well, unless they try to kill us first. And then sometimes we still Yeah, them. sometimes we still do. My name is Akash. Akash. Well, I'm Hollis, and I introduce everybody. Is, is your friend Bagosh? <laughs> Oshkosh you know? Bagosh. Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sad. Write down the name, Heather, so that tomorrow we can be like, Akash, you around, honey? <laughs> His <laughs> name was Samir. Samir. Well, he's going to be back tomorrow. We're going to figure this out. Uh, okay, I'm not going to say anything because, like, don't make promises that we may not keep. Unless we die. Amir, is that the other one? That's Samir. Samir. If we die, I can't do nothing about it, but... We'll, we'll right. try to do our best to give your friend back. So very carefully, we make our way around... And respectfully... Like, try not to break off any parts of the statue. Yeah, like, I'm Certainly not going like, to go climbing over his body. And then we continue on, I suppose. Making us feel feels about invisible stalkers. Yeah, they've been so horrible to us in past campaigns. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Usually every time it's an invisible stalker, it's because, oh, and now we're getting stabbed in the back. Yeah. We don't usually talk to them. Maybe that was your mistake. Apparently. Apparently they're super reasonable if you just, like, you know. I think part of the problem is is that they have a bad marketing department. Oh, yeah, because they're <laughs> called invisible stalkers. They're called invisible stalkers and all the rest of it. They're actually true neutral. They're just, yeah. they're I just tried elementals doing their deal. to tell Jason Bullman at PaizoCon, the stalker is not a really good name for things. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he didn't listen. There's, that was about the vigilante. I know, but yeah. still. That was before we're partnered. We have more sway now. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that it, like I yeah. can walk in there and be like, you should name it that. And he'd be like, yeah. yeah Rachel's just going to be like, it's like, hey, JB, I want to talk No. Jess, you broke Jessica. <laughs> I love calling JB so bad. <laughs> we'll let you risk that. Oh, but, uh, can I call you JB? <laughs> Good gracious. No, no, it's Mr. Bowman. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, we've been downgraded from being able to call him Jason Bowman to Mr. Bowman. <laughs> so sad. I love that we have had this conversation without him. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, JB is played by Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Bowman, if you're listening to this, we love you. <laughs> I'm not attempting to assume your identity, I swear. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we continue down the hallway. Right. Also, you don't describe enough gore, because yeah. he loves to describe gore so much. You uh, With medical terminology. I know, even. it's so good. Anyway, we carry on. If only I was an architect. Anyway. Jason Bowman's an architect. An architect yeah. of medical <laughs> people? He's smart. You make your way. You exit from this winding hallway. Uh, it switches back seven times in total. Wow. For no discernible reason, other than, again, possibly the importance of the number seven magically to things. From here, you reach a, a wide, arching hallway. It seems to be almost the mirror of the first... When you kind of... You came in, you took that first right after you spoke to the daemon, and there was that wide, arching hallway that took you past the reading room. This seems to be almost a mirror on the opposite side, as if you're circling around something large and circular in the center of this complex. Eventually, however, there is no other path to go as you make your way now a, down a brightly lit passageway into a wide arch and into the room beyond. The heart of this, this spiral, for lack of a better term, is a large circular chamber. Instead of a floor, a vast well plummets down into the earth. 
lined with row upon row of books and scrolls and parchments, making their way deep and far below. Down below, you can see the flickering flames that gently illuminate the chamber in soft light. And a flight of narrow stone stairs descends in a spiral along the inner walls of the shaft, which is crisscrossed by a lattice of slender, impossibly thin paper bridges. Like, legitimately, it's made of... Sudi's mind is being broken right now because, like, what? With the light descending down, um, you can see to the bottom, this is a shaft some 150 feet deep. Wow! Alright, so who's doing what? We got a couple things we need to look... Because we need to find Chizisek's tomb, but we also know there's the... The Sky stuff. The Sky Pharaoh's Codex. So... We just... Uh, which, which knowledge checks are those? Yeah. So, looking this over, there are a couple of things to keep in mind as you're going forward. Uh, the first one, I don't think this is going to be an issue for this party any longer without Sagira. Every single book in here is written in ancient Osiriani. Okay. Oh, we're fine Not with a that. problem. Yep. The archive contains many copies of older works that you can see even beginning to make your way onto the stairs and glancing about. In many cases, the copies themselves are centuries old. You will need a mastery of history, nobility, or religion. I have all three of those things. I have history and a little bit of religion. I have none of those. I have all those things. I mean, between me and the chicken. And then what about... Kabek. Uh, Kabek. Uh, his previous study was in the history, so he could help with the history. Or aid another. I unsnap my familiar satchel so that if I fall down, sugar can jump out of it. Burp, burp. Glide, sugar, glide. All right, well, so well, you also need to let the chicken out if it's gonna she's going to aid you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Ah, I see you have a familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you and sugar want to do a thing... What can Citra do since she doesn't have any of the... She can get books. I plan to use Mage Hand. You can retrieve a variety of tomes. Actually, because the the shaft is 60 feet across, I'm not sure if Mage Hand would actually... Well, for that side, no. For other... Yeah. Citra, you can attempt to aid another by either making an intelligence check or an acrobatics check. <laughs> I'll go with acrobatics, considering that's a plus 15, and my intelligence is only a plus 2. Okay. You have history? Uh, yes. I also have religion, but it's only like a five. Your history is better. Uh, my history is a seven. I will be imposing a minus four on uh, Kabak. If I'm assuming that you're telling him specifically you're looking for the tomb of Chisisek. Yes. Okay. Then, yeah. Then he'll be able to assist you without a penalty. Okay, so... He just has to know what he's looking for. My highest is religion. My highest is also religion. Um, my history is an 11. Yeah. All uh, just to clarify, all of the checks are going to garner you the same information. Oh, You're okay. just taking okay. different routes to get to the same information. So I can, with Kavak on yours, can look for the tomb. I can look for the Sky Pharaoh stuff. Sky Pharaoh's Codex, and then I don't. Sudi and uh, Citra can do either one, I guess. Okay. Aid one of us, and then we'll be like a bunch of aids. Yeah, because I mean, I assume yeah. this is research mechanics, right? Yeah. 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 So we want to get so as high a check up, as possible. We'll be doing two teams of three, I guess. Yeah. Okay. With Onuris and Kavak and I don't know, does Citra want to help us with the books? Yeah, that's fine. Because Sudi okay. has a climb speed. So yeah. Go yeah. Team Tefu. Yeah. yeah. We're doing so it. we'll right, cool. do the tomb because we don't want Kavak to know too much about True. the Sky Pharaoh stuff. That's fair, yeah. Okay. And okay. then Hollis and the cat and the chicken. <laughs> the cat has a name. The chicken has a name. Hollis, Sudi, and Sugar. Yeah. Sugar. Oh, it should have been the team of Sugar, Sudi, and Citra. Oh. We've gone back to the three S's again. I guess we break then. Woohoo. Go team. Go team. So you all throw your hands in. One, two, three. 
So here's how this is going to work. I will need... Let's go ahead and get the Aiden other checks first. So Sudi okay. and Citro will both need to go ahead and roll me a Aiden other check. So either acrobatics or knowledge history, knowledge nobility, or knowledge religion. Do I need Which to, like, girl says to roll? Is the eight a ten? Because I can't fail. 10. Yeah, I can't I fail can't an acrobatics. Auto. Auto aids with a sixteen. Callback also aids. So I'll need a roll from our primaries. That was a real bad roll. That's not a critical. On yours is doing religion because that's his highest. I got a two uh, plus 14 plus four for AIDS. So 20. Now, I, I do have to ask a question here. Everyone is going to have to make an acrobatics check. Okay. You may choose to take a minus two penalty on your research by effectively slowing yourself down to always moving at almost a crawl going across any of these bridges. Well, I'm not going to take a minus two because otherwise I just really sucked. So, I mean, I would just take 10 for a 21. So yeah. hopefully that's... Well, you are considered to be threatened when you're walking on the bridges. To clarify, each one of these bridges are made of papyrus. They are magically hardened. I was going to say, I hope they are because otherwise we're going to... Which gives them the consistency of thick leather. <laughs> which means that they still... There's some give and some sway to that. Flex and bow and swing somewhat when weight is put upon them. Wow. Yeah, contact OSHA. I yeah, I was really going to say, well. so many things are wrong with this. Why? <laughs> Why? On yours rolled really well, so I'm going to take the minus two penalty because he has no ranks in acrobatics, and with his armor and everything, he'd be taking a minus one to whatever I rolled. I'm going to just see how it goes. Okay. In the future, I'm going to have to have you uh, decide whether or not you do that beforehand. So it's not like I, I rolled really well. I didn't I roll so well, so I can't take the penalty. <laughs> anyway, so factor in the minus two penalty for all of your checks. So let's start with Hollis. Hollis gets a 20. Okay, 20 for Hollis. On yours gets a 32. Jeez. I rolled a 19. I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually impressive in both of those cases that you still managed a 20 with a two. <laughs> well, a lot of aiding. Well, I have a 14 to start with. And then the eating. Oh, uh, sorry. You do also get a plus three bonus on this because of the uh, the sheer volume of oh, knowledge. Well, in this. then oh, 35. 23. Oh, right. I'm still sad about the invisible stalker. It's distracting me. <laughs> uh, Maybe I, when we turn the other one back to normal, they can aid us tomorrow. <laughs> befriending everything. Pro inside. tip. Befriend everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So quick question for Hollis. Uh, what mm -hmm. skill are you using? Religion. All right. How many ranks do you have in religion? Five. Is it a class skill for you? Yes. And on yours? Uh, also religion. How many ranks do you have in religion? Seven. And is it a class skill for you? Yeah. It's going to be a much better role for you guys. Are we getting bonuses because it's open earlier? No, it means that you can actually choose to, to effectively leave earlier without taking a penalty. Or you can take breaks. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. okay. But you, you still reach a maximum. After eight hours, you're not getting any further bonuses. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but we can have a lunch break in the middle, which is nice. Yeah. Real quick, Hollis, what is your uh, intelligence modifier? Uh, six. On yours? One. All right. God, Hollis is intelligence. <laughs> so intelligent. Headband, baby. Wizard, She's baby. A wizard. And yeah, yours has a, a six, <laughs> six wisdom modifier. Nice. So. <laughs> six intelligence. I wish. I'm smart and wise. Oh, no. I thought he, I thought you meant six, as in, like, <laughs> I have an intelligence of six. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say I have a six wisdom modifier. So I can barely I mean, say words. I have the intelligence of the average uh, yug. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, Another example of befriending everything. God, we're really on befriending everything <laughs> on this episode. 
So, Hollis, you just passed the complexity rating. Nice. It's actually a complexity rating for this place of 20, so the 23 is just over that. Yay. So, it's going to be a D12 plus 6 for you. Wow. Um, for on yours, it's going to be a D12 plus 4, because you get a plus 3 because of how high you passed the check. <laughs> D12 plus 12? D12 plus 6. Plus 6. Uh, <laughs> D12 plus 12. I Only if you two. critical again. So, 8. What, what was my D12 plus what? I'm sorry. Plus 4. four. Here. Plus 4. 16. I rolled a 12. Good for you. <laughs> nice. I rolled a 2. She rolled a 2. It was sad. <laughs> it was sad. No critical in library today. I know. And you said Maybe we tomorrow. were going to... You jinxed yourself because you said we were going to... Let's go critical library. I know. I will mention here that you guys nearly cleared this library in a day. <laughs> <laughs> We're, We're smart. into the books, guys. Hey, before, before, before I get into any of this, however, let me uh, let me go ahead and get an acrobatic check from the party. Yeah, I took my right minus back. two. You still have to make the check. It's just not as hard, right? No, taking the minus two, you do not have to make the check. On your... right, does Sugar need to make a check? Yes. Oh God. Okay. Hollis is gonna fall to her death. All right. Sugar is probably not. Hollis rolls another two. Okay. For a six. All right. Um, Jessica uh, needs new dice. I know, they're bad. Yeah, Just go ahead and roll me a reflex bad. safe. Okay. Okay, let me put sugars over there. Okay. A 19. 19. Can it count uh, as versus death? No. death effects. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Okay. Uh, it would potentially be. So one at one point during the day, you do get out into the center of one of the thinner bridges. At one point, it just kind of sways on you, and then Hollis like drops down, like bear hugs this thing, and it does like the whole length of it twists, so you oh. kind of invert. <laughs> You're just kind of hanging there for a little bit. I uh, cast the, fly. <laughs> you cast fly and fly. Oh God, why? Why don't I have a ring of fly? But no, you you're okay, sugar. Okay. Uh, sure, gets a 15. Yeah, sugar's fine. It turns out having 10 pounds of chicken trotting around on a bridge doesn't go <laughs> Okay, are, also, also, is this the width of a, of a typical papyrus? The width of typical papyrus, which is like, uh, you know, a little it, bigger it than It varies, but sometimes it's four feet across. Sometimes it's only like a page width. Yeah. Oof. Yikes. But for a chicken, that's pretty wild. I mean, yeah. For a <laughs> I, just, so I like the idea of all of us in our books, and then there's just the bark, bark, bark as she walks back and <laughs> forth. Sudi's sitting here, like digging through tomes and everything in the background. You see a chicken trotting along a bridge in the background. Carrying <laughs> a scroll in her mouth. Carrying a little scroll in her mouth, yeah. Nice. Uh, Sudi. Sudi gets a 20. With cat like grace, you just kind of trot along with your 40 foot movement speed, trotting along these bridges. Yep. Citra. Got a 30. 30? Yeah. <laughs> at at points, uh, point Citra's walking along with a stack of books so high she can't see past it. Yeah. She's walking along these thin just, bridges. Just, just lift <laughs> my foot up, let the chicken go, put it back down. <laughs> like two ships passing. Hollis does have to use Mage Hand to retrieve her hat as it starts falling. <laughs> yes, yes. My hat, no. On yours. On yours took the penalty. On oh, yours yeah, ain't right. rolling crap. Uh, Hollis takes you, the penalty the next time. Uh, sure. uh, so, so did Kavik. So Kavik <laughs> doesn't have to roll either. So here's what you find over the course of the uh, the day of your research. The invisible stalker ne- never comes and gets you. That's good. Um, We're just stacking books in that hallway instead of going back to the we reading room. We should tell Kelru, right? <laughs> that there's a lady here? I'm going to tell Kelru. Oh, 100% yeah. we should yeah. okay. tell somebody. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like... 
So your day begins, you begin researching. Uh, you quickly find an index of index catalogs of all the scrolls copied from Hucktep's library. Oh, wow. However, the scrolls have clearly been moved and are hidden elsewhere in this structure, in this area. <sighs> uh, you spend hours locating the missing scrolls. A huge collection containing several references to the Sky Pharaoh wow. and his participation in an ancient war. The war itself also seems to have been expunged because you know nothing about a war from that era. Okay, that's weird. That's a lot to hide. Like yeah. a lot of people's memoirs and stuff you'd have to clear out. Can we put them back in a place that Nethys people coming in to hide them from us again wouldn't be able to find them? You could make it difficult for them again. It would slow okay. them down like this has slowed you down. Okay. The Sky Pharaoh here, however, is represented by an extraordinarily unique hieroglyph. Hmm. That of a winged pyramid. We saw that something on that on the the, the other page, picture. right? You you saw that it was supposed to be representative of some sort of flight. Does yes. he have flying pyramids? According to the scrolls, the Sky Pharaoh was convinced that an attack was coming from enemies who lived in cities in the clouds, and that he was searching for a weapon to defeat them. Are there cities in the cloud? Aliens. Apparently, the pharaoh eventually succeeded in finding this weapon, or creating it, it's not clear. Oh, God. But all that remains of the scrolls that detailed this weapon are a handful of ragged, ragged papyrus scraps depicting confusing geometrical patterns. I will allow anyone to make a perception or intelligence check. Intelligence it is. Perception it is. Perception or intelligence. Oh, there it is. Well, that was average. Mm -hmm. I get a 16. That's 20. For Boom. A Thirty-four perception. You're gonna actually shakes. wait. It's it's sight. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I only got an eighteen perception. Kay. On yours, gets a twenty-seven perception. Okay. So Sudi. Yeah. Being the first to realize this, you kind of look at this. You go over all of it. This. These are only scraps. These are only fragments. None of this could be enough to contain something for as some something as complicated as an entire structure or a weapon or something that could be used like this. There are also references here and there to these scrolls, but they're references to scrolls that aren't here. These scrolls have been removed years ago. I will also allow for anyone that wishes to make me a knowledge history or knowledge arcana. I got a 31 arcana. Uh, 15 history. I got a 26 arcana. Uh, Nearest only gets a 17 on his history. What if that lady has those scrolls? The lady in red. Hope not, because she can cast very high spells. Yeah. We'll have like, to she's at least spread. 11th level. Yeah. At least. Which means she wiped the floor with this. <laughs> Unless she has some sort of weird domain or bloodline or something that gives her that spell early. So, mm. Hollis, you know of only one, quote, civilization that lived in the clouds. The Shori Empire. What? That's a new one. The Shori were an ancient people who traveled through the world in great flying cities during the Age of Destiny and created the Shori Empire. Their flying cities and many other wonders were accomplished through the use of a form of long-forgotten magic known as aromatic infidibulum. Infidibulum? Infidibulum. Infidibellum. Infidibellum. It's so obscure, even we're stumbling over it. <laughs> Hard word to pronounce. Good gracious. Aromancy. <laughs> that's that's a lot cleaner. What's the city from Bioshock? In Columbia? Uh, Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. Makes me think uh, of a Chrono Trigger. Yeah. There oh, were, that. A long time ago, there were people who had cities in the clouds. They had a very weird form of magic that, as far as I know, has been lost, but it's uh, 
kind of like aromancy or something of that nature. Kept everything floating up there. They had a big empire. That could have been who he was thinking. Wait, so they floated an entire city in the clouds? Mm Mm-hmm. Bunch of cities. They were an empire. Wow. Like a Twilight Princess. That's a staggering amount of power. Yeah, magic used to be more back then. I think. Uh, maybe, but th- I mean, if you think about it, it would make them almost unassailable. Right, and I... Do I remember them, like, attacking the land cities? There are rumors pertaining towards ancient wars between the Shori and other cities, sometimes wars between various cities of the Shori, who battled with one another. Eventually, all of the cities crashed. The Shori were mostly known in the Gurundi continent, uh, and many of them crashed, and the ruins still remain deep within the Mwangi jungle. I mean, they, they were squabbling, there were wars, and then most of the, all the cities end up crashing. They're mostly out in the Mwangi jungle. Why'd they crash? A very high-level dispel magic. I don't know. <laughs> the, the ancient, the rumors pertaining towards it range. Some say that because they were so insular that eventually they fell into a fair amount of inbreeding, which led to eventual diseases that destroyed the population and left floating ghost cities until no one was left to actually man them. Uh, Some of them were believed to be actual attacks. Rumors circulate that one of them was actually destroyed by a spawn of Rovagug. Oh. Well, um, I mean... Believed to be the Tarsk. Some people think that they did a lot of inbreeding until they weren't able to really survive and then ghost cities floated around. That's my favorite one. Ghost <laughs> cities of clouds floating around until nobody can maintain them and they come crashing down. That's got like a spooky vibe to it. What if there's still one left? That would be interesting. Um, there's a rumor that a spawn of Robica did it or ate one or attacked ah. one. Tarusk. I mean, maybe they were using them to attack people by just throwing their cities down on people or they were attacked. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors among like scholars that are really into that thing. It'd be and- terrible to live there if you were afraid of heights. Yeah. They probably weren't. Um, also, it's mostly just down here in the southern continent. They're not really north things. Anybody else reminded of Alita Battle Angel where they've got Zalem, the floating city? Never no, because I never it. saw I was that. thinking Twilight Princess. Yeah, Twilight Princess also, but I, was, I just saw the movie fairly recently and I was like, hmm, floating cities, you say? Chrono Trigger. Castle in the Sky. Miyazaki. That's where I'm at. There's a lot the of... The Kingdom of Zeal. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. As the day begins to reach its end, however, you do have a final two breakthroughs. First, you find a large collection of tablets bound in cloth marked with the Skyfarer's winged pyramid hieroglyph containing a number of transcribed recollections of several couriers at Hakatep's court. Oh, wow. These accounts make passing references to, quote, the Skyfarer having stolen Shori magic. Ooh. He had floating pyramids. That's what he had. Probably. He stole their magic. Finally, at the very end of the day, a dusty, otherwise unremarkable scroll contains part of the breakthrough you've been looking for. Mm-hmm. At first, this seems to be nothing but an inane scroll until you find down it, down in its lengthy passage about a burial, the burial of Hakatep I and his winged pyramid. They buried his Y'all. pyramid too? It floats. What floats? His pyramid. No, it's, it's, it just said, it says burial. The, the burial of Hakatep inside of his pyramid, but his winged pyramid. It's floating around. The depiction does show as if it is a pyramid floating above the earth. Wait a minute. So, okay. Somebody would have noticed that. If it was above the clouds? Well, well, on a clear day, you'd be able to see it, right? I I don't know. 
Or if it's a clear sky and there's only the one cloud that like is the floating pyramid. Like, or maybe you see he it? made it invisible. Oh my. Or maybe the magic holding in the air fell just like the rest of the Shori Empire and it's just in the desert somewhere now. That's true. Well, uh, in which case fine. we'd probably never find it. Oh, we're going to have to find it, imagine. Or somebody would have already found it. Nah. People die out there. Well, cultists have obviously found something. Uh, maybe. However, there is something else very interesting in this scroll. Ooh. The scroll contains tantalizing fragments of the confession of a member of a group called the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather, who claimed nice. that when the Sky Pharaoh was interred, his heart and funerary mask were stolen from his tomb before it was lost to the skies. His heart. That's the other piece. These two objects supposedly contain the pharaoh's soul, but his body was left in the tomb. Do we know anything about that order? Is that a necklace? Uh, sounds familiar. There are also references to considerable effort by Hakatep's successor, Pharaoh Dejerdit II, to round up members of the Sacroset Order for questioning and, in cases, execution. The result of the interrogations are recorded in a collection of scrolls called the Scrolls of Inquiry, but this collection is not held within the Spiral Archive. Where is it held? You don't know. You can't find the reference to where it's held. It's somewhere else probably in here. The Order of what? What? The Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather. Do we know anything about that? You may make a knowledge local or knowledge religion check. Okay. And that one for a 15 religion. I get a four for a uh, nine. <laughs> I also rolled a four, so I got a 16 local. On yours, gets a 25 on religion. Yay. On yours... All you really know pertaining towards this is the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather or an extraordinarily ancient order of Nethian priests known to have been so secretive that they were eventually betrayed or sold out by the rest of the Church of Nethys. Oh, what if you bet they've been, there's been a resurgence. They really Supposedly they've been extinct for thousands of years. Uh, but maybe they're the cultists of the Forgotten Pharaoh. It's actually them. That or the current Nethians running the library. Maybe. They're very secretive. They always think that we're spies when we're not from here. Hmm. So they're the ones that took the mask and the heart and started all of this. But now we know we're looking for a heart. And then. By the way, just to state, we're having this conversation with Kabek, like off doing some research. What do we speak that he doesn't speak? We don't know. (laughs) We might have to have this conversation later at the in room. I could teach y'all all all Elvish. That'd be a rare one. Yeah, Sudi's not a (laughs) fast study, though. But as you all look over this, there's a, a slight gust of wind. Did you feel that? She is coming. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, oh dang it. Uh, hide the books. Uh, hide <laughs> the yeah, hide everything. <laughs> you just throw all of your cloaks over the books. Hide your She'll books. Never know. Hide your scrolls. <laughs> hide your familiars. She be petrified everyone up in here. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.